You're listening to the We're Almost Adults podcast. I'm Amber Regalado, and I'll be your host, confidant, and possibly your next internet best friend. I'm diving right into the uncomfortable subjects that come with adulthood, or at least what I think adulthood is. We're going to be sharing some unfiltered personal stories and advice and really exploring all the topics you wish you were talking about with your friends. Hi, everybody. Today we have Jessica with us. She's a sex and love coach, but I'll let her tell you guys more about who she is. So Jessica, tell us who you are, what you do and something fun about you. Yay. Hi. Uh, So I'm Jessica Nicholas. I uh, call myself the psychic sex witch and I help women unleash their inner sex goddess and really improve the quality of the intimacy in their relationships. Uh, My focus is really learning to have soul-fulfilling orgasms versus junk food orgasms and learning to have intimacy with a partner that really sustains your connection versus just creates more struggle and stress. Um, Yeah, yeah. So something fun about me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a mom. We're probably going to talk about that. But I have a four-month-old baby. Um, I'm learning a lot about that, like, being a cool mom. <laughs> and, like, what does it mean to be a mom to me? I I would have something more fun, but I've been kind of boring for a while. <laughs> yeah, you've been concerned you know? with the life change. That's. That's not boring. Life change pandemic really killed my funness. Like I used to go to shows a lot. I guess something kind of fun about me is I really love punk music and I love raves. It's like my lifeblood and it's been hard. (laughs) Can't, can't do that lately. Oh yeah. No, that's like the one thing I miss the most about pandemics is like no concerts. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you were introducing yourself, you said junk food orgasms. I've never heard that term. What What does that mean? Uh, I'm pretty sure I've coined that, but it means like you, it's just like getting off. You like come and then afterwards you kind of feel like, you know, like eating junk food. Like it was good in the moment. And then afterwards you kind of a little bit regret it and you don't know why you're like, Ooh, like, oh, like it wasn't feel- completely worth it. Yeah, was it worth it? Why don't I feel fulfilled after this? Why don't I feel, you know, and it's like, it's the kind of orgasm where it's like, you keep wanting it, like, you're like, "Ah, I need to have another one, another one. Like, why isn't this good enough? Why isn't this fulfilling me? Versus an orgasm that like, keeps you living (laughs) for like, days and weeks, you know, you're like, I like my life has changed. Like, I feel amazing. You know, versus like, and that those types of orgasms typically come, uh, you know, if you have like a lot of shame, just sexual shame can really create that kind of experience or porn. I'm kind of anti-porn. <laughs> um, I find that that can create sort of just like, uh, and yeah, not like forcing oneself to orgasm versus just like, really letting your body take over it's like orgasm orgasm and the body's like I know how to do this if you just let me do it but you're forcing me to do it oh like being like trying to be in control when you need to just let let it happen 
yeah yeah so like my philosophy is the yeah the body knows the body knows how to get to orgasm yeah but we often don't listen and instead we try to just like force it and that is a thing some people really like forced orgasms but I feel like a lot of people do them without knowing they're doing them okay that makes sense okay so like from your perspective of like working with your clients and all that like obviously pleasure means different things to different people, but like, what's like, from your perspective, what does pleasure mean? Like a healthy relationship with it? Yeah. So pleasure is something that gives you life. (laughs) Pleasure is something that makes you want to be alive. Um, and it's like, it can sustain you and it makes you feel connected to spirit connected to uh your senses connected to your body connected to everything around you it's very much like an opening expansive feeling versus a like separation contraction feeling okay that's that's like honestly poetic that's like super poetic (laughs) and then what are like some steps that people could take to prioritize like their pleasure in like a mentally healthy way yeah yeah, so I understand that, like, <laughs> it's like, are you a hedonist? And it's like, I am. And it's not like, eat all the junk food you want, have, like, sex with whoever, um, do drugs. Like, okay, you know. <laughs> but it's like, the way to do that is you tune into your body. You tune into mm-hmm. your center, your core. And from there, it's like, what would feel so good right now? and doing it (laughs) so it's like right now feeling really good to just like stretch or take a deep breath or text that person that you are crushing on you know whatever yeah (laughs) so um but it's like are you tuning in to yourself or are you kind of like out of body like trauma response type thing coping mechanism you know which is okay but I think a lot of people want to evolve out of that at some point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, on your, <laughs> I, I love, I love talking about this stuff. It's just so like, so interesting to me. I feel like I can always learn so much more, but um, yeah. on your, on your TikTok, I was watching one of your videos and you were talking about how you manifested your soulmate with feminine and masculine energy and like getting in tune with it. Like, can you, can you like explain that? Like, cause I, like, I know like the general gist of manifestation and like being in the vibration to get what you want. Like, you know, you can't be feel, feeling guilty and try to manifest something like you need to be at a higher vibration and stuff. But like, how do you use that feminine and masculine energy to, you know, get a soulmate or, you know, get asked out on that date or just like whatever, when it comes to like your love. <laughs> What I find with manifestation is the best way to manifest is to not try to manifest. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because, so the point of like manifestation is like surrendering to this greater power, this greater Mm -hmm. organizational field that knows how to get you what you want. And we think we know how to get it. 
but this greater universe source spirit god whatever you want to call it like it knows how to get your thing yeah and so if you are trying to force you know a manifestation to occur you're probably trying to force the path to that manifestation to occur mm-hmm. like it'll happen this kind of way but it's like it's really just being like it's really prayer <laughs> it's really being like i really want this deep in my soul i really really want this and i give it up to you know the field <laughs> and you know deliver this to me i'm open and then it's just being ready to receive it so like you said the guilt part is can you if you feel guilty about (laughs) whatever you know it's kind of difficult to receive it because in that space it benefits you more to not receive it than to receive it you know if you're like attached to guilt for some reason so with a soulmate the masculine feminine thing basically that was like learning to create like an inner masculine, let's say you really identify with the feminine. It doesn't really matter. Like an, an in, internal other. And that's mm-hmm. like your inner partner. And that inner partner witnesses you and accepts you in totality. So that means when you're going through something, like let's say you're just like so upset. So instead of self-punishing, you would have that inner other witness you. And you play that out as if that's your partner being like, I totally accept you in this moment in all that you are. And that creates this ability to attract someone who accepts you, you know, and allows you to expand in their presence because you want to be able to expand with your soulmate, not someone that just like keeps you the same forever. Yeah. 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 Your your soul has to grow, grow with your soulmate for sure. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to that, so like for you and your partner, like how do you guys, how do you guys maintain like healthy relationships with each other? Oh my God. Yeah. And like lately that's been a huge thing because we've gone through such a big change, you know, baby moving into a house, moving to a new place and like work and all this different stuff. So it's like really putting the stuff to practice. Um, Something that came up recently, because there's so much, but something that came up recently is the need for each of us to do our own things to make ourselves happy. That doesn't have to do with the other person. Mm -hmm. So really putting your power of, I make myself happy. I create my own happiness. And I really had to do some like, I have this belief that you kind of create how your partner shows up for you and you really create the space for them to grow. Mm-hmm. So it's not automatic. So I realized that I was kind of putting my partner in this energy of like, he's a victim of mine. <laughs> like, yeah, well, but it's like, it's so it's in the subconscious. Like this is yeah. stuff that like, you know, our subconscious is not nuanced. So it's like, I was like realizing like if I did anything, like he was a victim of it. He, and that I was basically putting him in a codependent place unconsciously that he couldn't be happy unless it had to do with me. Mm-hmm. But that so, wasn't the case. <laughs> no, and that's not, <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not real, but it's like, but in, you know, our subconsciouses, you know, unconsciously we do this stuff. So I, 
realized I was like, okay, like I need to become more secure with myself so that I can allow him to find happiness all over the place. Mm-hmm. Cause then he find then he's a more, you know, grounded and solid in himself. And what creates polarity in a relationship, that attraction to one another is maintaining your individuality and not that like getting sucked into someone else's universe. You're two separate universes and you have to spin around each other and not like crash because it's yeah, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you mentioned like all like the changes, like buying a house, you guys are new parents. I'm, it, I'm assuming it's his first kid as well, right? It's both of your guys' mm-hmm. first time being parents. Okay. So how, like, how has that shift been for you guys from being like a family of just you two? And now you have a beautiful human that you have to take care of. Yeah. So, well, we already had two dogs okay. <laughs> and like we were we kind of raised one of them a puppy together so we kind of were used to having like something you have to take care of it's not the same as a human but honestly it's kind of close it really isn't the only that difference different. is that you can leave a dog alone but you can't leave the baby alone you know? yeah you can't but still, <laughs> the dog like you know if your dog has anxiety whatever whatever but so we already kind of have and we like to be responsible we like to take care of others we like to like cook for our friends and do things for our friends especially my partner he's really like generous with his time Mm -hmm. and so it was just like having a kid just kind of wasn't like it's a crazy transformation for the mom like your body on like a physiological level completely changes yeah. Like my midwife said, she's like, your body resets, your hair could be different, the texture of it, you know, people's hair color changes, people's voices change. Oh like, it's wild. Yeah, it's wild. You know, people get disease, like, you know, new diseases pop up or not. Like, it's just, so it was really hard for me on that level. But really, it's just like, we have another little being that we take care of. And it's just like, we just, you know, she's part of our pod and we take care of the people in our circle and she's just one of them. And yeah, she's not, I really don't feel this like ownership, like she's my baby. I mean, I do. I have that instinctual, like, don't yeah, me. like the motherly side. Yeah. Yeah. The mother bear is very real. And my brain, my brain was literally like, I looked in research for this. My brain has literally changed. It is different. (laughs) My brain will never be the same. (laughs) Um, But, you know, so I can't control that. But no, it's like, she's just this person that I am here to like, take care of and, you know, be, you know, be in service to and just kind of bring her into the world. And it's like, what do you need? I got you. And it's just kind of cool to help create someone's start in life. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I can't wait to be a mom, but I'm, I'm going to wait a little bit, but um, it's something interesting that I like heard. I don't know. I don't know what her name is, but I think her name's like Marissa, Marissa Lace. I think, I don't know if you know who she is, but I was watching her Instagram story recently and she was talking about how like, she's pregnant right now. And I don't know. I like, I've obviously, I've never been pregnant, so I don't know like how this works. So correct me if I'm wrong, but she was talking about how like people project 
all of their like insecurities and bad things that happened to them when they were pregnant onto other pregnant women. And it creates like this, like overwhelmingness for like the pregnant woman and trying to get you to be like, like she said that someone suggested, like was giving her like suggestions for postpartum therapist. And she was like, I haven't even given birth yet. Like, why are you giving me the fear of telling me I'm going to have postpartum depression when I'm not even there yet. And that like people just project all this stuff onto her because she was a pregnant lady. Like, did that, is that, did that happen to you too? (laughs) I know, I know what, I know what she's talking about. Um, no, because I have really solid, like psychic boundaries. That's good. It's yeah. Like it's hard. People don't like come up to me and be like, you should do this. And if they do, I'm like, okay, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, you know, unsolicited advice is like, to me, I have a boundary with that. And I try to respect that with other people too. You know, it's like yeah. not just giving people advice. They don't want it. Did they ask you for it? Like, so uh, yeah, that didn't really happen to me, but people will try to tell you stuff and you just, my experience is my experience. There's just no way. Every birth story is as unique as every child. So yeah, how can you, <laughs> like, that's a cool story. Sounds like you want to, you need to talk to a therapist about your own experience. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I asked on Instagram, <laughs> I asked on Instagram, people had questions for you. We got some really good questions. Um, I'll just go from like the first one to the last one that we got. So the first question was, is self-pleasure bad? Oh my God. Straight to the point. Uh, (laughs) uh, no it's not um self-pleasure is actually really important um because you need so this is something I teach my clients you are the source of your own pleasure no one can make you feel anything Mm -hmm. so if you're having sex and someone's you know stimulating a erogenous zone you can choose to lean into that sensation and have it feel really good. Or you can numb out and move away from it and feel pretty much nothing. You, you have yeah. a choice. You interact with how someone touches you. So it's like you learn that, practice it and train it in solo pleasure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wouldn't be the lover I am unless I did solo pleasure. And I wouldn't have the connection and knowledge of myself and my body and what I desire without solo pleasure. So mm-hmm. no, if you care about <laughs> being connected to yourself and knowing how to communicate what you want, then solo pleasure is like, you know, important. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Okay. Um, the next question was this one. I feel like this one's the heaviest question of all of them. It says, how do I release shame about sex? Oh boy. Well, you know, you basically have to decide and make a decision and because no one's going to give you that permission to be like, you don't need to feel ashamed because I could tell you don't feel shame around sex. You don't need to. And you're just going to be like, but I do. <laughs> yeah. So you have to make a choice and you make a decision and you'll feel yourself make this decision of like, I'm going to figure out how to not feel shame around sex. I don't need to feel shame. I was taught Mm -hmm. to feel shame and I'm going to teach myself differently. 
from this point forward. And it's like recognizing like that shame's going to come up and I'm going to speak with it. I'm going to talk to it. I'm not going to push it down. I'm going to figure out where it came from. I'm going to figure out what it needs. Uh, shame, usually I, I do inner child work. And not just like, write a note to your inner child. Go like play with crayons. No, like <laughs> I use a method that is actually used in therapies. Familiar similar to internal family systems. Some people might know about that. But basically, any response of your nervous system is connected to an inner child part. So mm -hmm. an inner child part from your past. And so shame is a nervous system response, to feel shame, to just automatically take respo responsibility for, you know, someone being angry. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, it's me. I did it wrong. You know, it's a people pleasing. It's a yeah. nervous system response. It's a survival response. So once you can figure out like, okay, I have an inner child, a shame part. That part is a people pleaser and she's trying to keep me safe. So when it comes to how can I apply that, you know, with sex, it's like, okay, maybe you're trying to like pleasure yourself. And then she comes up and she's like feeling really bad. And it's like, then you have a, you get to talk to her and be like, hey, like, I hear you. I, I hear you. Like, I hear your concerns. And like, it's okay. I got you. Like, we're safe. We're allowed to feel these things. And it's just starting an internal conversation with that part of yourself and noticing when it comes up. That's like the first, one of the first steps, you know, yeah. is recognizing that. And it, and shame is a physiological response. It is a knowing that right it's like mm -hmm. it's not just this thing out there it's really like your nervous system changes when you feel shame yeah so it's like you really really getting real and gentle with yourself because it's like you <laughs> this is something hardwired in and so you have to practice and you have to really um be gentle because healing doesn't happen with force you know, mm -hmm. it happens with extreme being extremely gentle and spacious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. It's like, you can't force it. You just have to start building, rebuilding that relationship with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any, <laughs> like, um, like, uh, like I know you have a bunch of programs that you do. Like, do you have any resources to help somebody with that? Like if they wanted to work with you or maybe like a book to read or anything like that? Yeah, so to work with me, my current Divine Feminine Sexual Healing Program is Sex Witch Academy, which I am enrolling for right now. And I cover, like, everything ever in there. Mm -hmm. It's very comprehensive. And my clients have like, pretty amazing results. It's awesome. Um, but, like, one of my clients has started, like, she's experienced, like, eargasms. <laughs> it's just, like... What does that mean? Like... I've never like her that. ears. Yeah. Her ears orgasm. So like <laughs> they like, vibrate or I've never. Okay. Yeah. So like you can experience orgasm in any part of your body. Orgasm yeah. is just extreme pleasure. It's mm -hmm. not like, you know, there is that kind of conventional definition. Um, but it's like, why limit ourselves to that when we can feel pleasure in oh, our right. ears? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know that was possible. That's, Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 
so that kind of stuff is possible but um so that's a place like especially if you're really committed to shifting that right now um i would recommend joining that program but books i'm trying to think because i've read so many books um i feel like for vulva owners and women um women's anatomy of arousal by sherry winston is really really good um yeah, that's a really solid book. That's probably what I would recommend first. I'll have to add that book to my reading list too. Okay. Um, it's really solid. It's really good. Yeah, that sounds like a good book too, especially by the title. It's like a powerful title. Um, what yeah. is a misconception when it comes to hiring a sex and love coach? <laughs> Was that a question someone asked? Yeah, someone asked that. Oh, wow. I'm like, dang, <laughs> sounds like a job interview. Um, okay. So that's a good question because coaching is like this kind of this new industry and it's not regulated, which is good and bad. So when it comes to hiring a sex and love coach, like you want to really, and I usually have my clients, like inter- we interview each other before we commit to one another because you want to make sure it's intimate. You know, you're you're talking, yeah, you're talking about really intimate stuff and you want to feel like you can really open up because that's where the magic happens. The more open you can get with your love and sex coach, the more open you can get with another person, which is really the goal, right? It's like (laughs) just creating intimacy. So like something I'm really good at is just allowing my clients to like, just be emotional and be themselves and I just totally lean into that you know it's like they're crying (laughs) on our call and I'm just like there for it I'm not like (laughs) and that helps them heal and that that being able to feel like oh my god I can be in my emotions and someone's like into it you know Mm -hmm. in there with me is like really helps in relationships so it's like find someone who you feel like you can really like connect with and be comfortable like it's going to be uncomfortable to talk about that stuff but you feel like you can move through it with them um also knowing like with any coach like you have to do the work you know um a good coach really puts you back on yourself and it's like how can you do this you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) really like put because it's you you know you want someone who is going to teach you isn't lifting the weights for you like just teaches you how to lift your own weights um because that's how you actually get the skill yeah oh I like that okay and then this is the last question that we got asked that actually a guy asked which I'm actually really excited this question it says what's a good exercise to connect intimately with your partner Oh, that's a great question. I know, oh my right? God. That's so important. So <laughs> this is really important uh, because with an intimate partner, especially someone like <laughs> you're with long-term is it can be more uncomfortable to connect with a long-term partner than with like a random person. I think this is one of the reasons why people cheat because when you connect with someone long-term, like they see you, they see everything. Like there's this level of honesty you have to have with one another that is can make you feel very vulnerable and exposed. 
and that can really like trigger defense mechanisms. So one of the best things you can do is uh, kiss, open mouth kiss, and like just hold, just hold it for like six seconds or longer. And it might feel a little awkward, but what it does is it relaxes the nervous system. Because it's like, you're telling, like your nervous, your brain is like, oh, we're open mouth kissing someone for six seconds or longer. We must really trust this person. Mm -hmm. No, we're open to them. And while that is happening, like notice any tension in your body that you've been carrying. And like do a nice big open mouth exhale when you're in that space with your partner and continue doing those breaths and feeling anything arise and just let it release and just doing very mindful kissing feeling what's coming up you know really feeling into any tension in your body because you carry it into your love making so it's like really committing to release that when you come into that space with one another it's like this is supposed to be just you two and if you're bringing in stuff from the outside world from your work and family blah 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 like that's not intimate <laughs> you're bringing in your crap so bring it in and breathe it out and so doing like a lot of times my partner and I will just breathe together um really making sure we're not rushing to anything we're not like trying to get anywhere we're just being with one another mm-hmm. breathing we can hold on to each other's chest you can do eye gazing where you just kind of gently gaze into each other's eyes that can be really like woo. Um, but all these activities just help you get rid of those like heebie-jeebies that we get when it comes to intimacy and connecting to someone, even if we've known them forever, (laughs) like that stuff still comes up. I think people think it'll just go away and it doesn't. Um, and so, yeah, just anything where you can just not, and yeah, you're not trying to get to sex. You're not trying to get to orgasm. You're just with each other, breathing, feeling each other's energy feeling like how does this person's body feel you know how do they feel noticing all the little things being so present and there for it and you know um that that really helps because that's how you can have like my partner and I have orgasms without like taking our clothes off without even like really touching each other because our energy like it's like energy gases yeah we just feel each other so much we, we just <laughs> feel so good <laughs> so but I allow I allow him to make me feel that good yeah you know but I always make sure that I you know if I need to cry first I cry <laughs> if I like have stress going on I deal with that first before going into sex that's smart I never even thought about that like just so I feel like some people think let you know you have sex just to have fun and to release it but I never thought like no you should release whatever it is before you get intimate that makes sense I know that seems to be a lot of people do that and it's like that's cool if that works for you it doesn't work for me and I feel like it is a way of bypassing yeah what you're actually feeling because it's like is it going away (laughs) I don't know and I also like my whole thing is high quality intimacy Mm-hmm. you know so that comes back to if you do that work to release as much stress as possible and really be present 
you're going to have a higher quality experience. You're going to feel more connected to your partner because you didn't bring all that other stuff in. Also to me, it's like a respect thing. Like I respect my partner so highly that I only want to have sex with them if I'm really there for it. And if I'm really receptive and really like present, but if I'm not, I just feel like I, it's a, you know, like it's not as great for either of us. That's that's me. Yeah. That's what I teach. That's what my clients want, but not everyone likes that. So it's fun. Yeah. Well, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. Like I I like, I love talking to you because every time I talk to you, I feel like I learn something new every time. Like I was like stalking your Instagram. I've like stalked it like three times. I feel like. And your TikTok, because I like love reading anything, listening to everything. I'm like, oh my God, like, yes, yes, yes. Never thought about this. So um, where can people find you online? Do you have any programs? Well, you mentioned your one program that you're enrolling right now. Like, how can people yeah. work with you? Give everyone like yeah. little juicy details about everything you. Yeah, yeah. So my Instagram, that's a good place to connect with me. That's uh, Psychic Sex Witch. Um, TikTok. Oh God. I think it's pleasure X priestess is my TikTok. <laughs> I haven't used TikTok as much because I kind of ran out of content. I'm like, I feel like I've said it a lot of what I want to say, which is not good for that. App. <laughs> but whatever, whatever. But like, so Instagram, um, Facebook is another place, just Scar Nicholas. Um, so yeah. And you know, if you find me on here, feel free to message me. My program is Sex Witch Academy, and it is a two-month group coaching container with an online course that you have lifetime access to. And I do coaching. I teach different skills, um, meditation, but I also do psychic healing sessions, which is like the secret sauce of my work because I really am able to reprogram people's subconscious is subconsciouses. I can reprogram your subconscious around pleasure to really help you like from the deepest level of your being mm-hmm. be able to make change because I'm all about fast change, not like <laughs> fast change that lasts. That's, that's what it's about. So that's, that's my secret sauce. That's my program. Yeah. Come find me. Talk to me. I love chatting with new people. Love meeting new people. Yeah. I love that. Anything else you'd like to say? Um, I don't know. I think that's it. My, I guess my my sign off would be like, no, pleasure is the way. Like, you want to evolve as a person. You want to be a better person. You want to like feel good. Learn how to feel good. Learn how to make yourself feel good. And learn to connect with your core and ask that part of you what it wants to experience and how it can feel good. And you will, that's like everything. Like pleasure is not a sin. (laughs) Feeling good is not like it's, it's the complete opposite. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. We did not come here to suffer. That is. That is so true. That is so true. Yeah. That's yeah. Pleasure is queen king i love that all right well thank you so much jessica i appreciate it of course thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode if you like today's episode 
Be sure to share it with your friends and leave a five-star review about the podcast on Apple or Spotify. If you want to connect online, you can follow our Instagram account at We're Almost Adults or come hang out on my personal account at The Amber Shireen. And if you want to come on the show, shoot me a DM. Or if there's someone you're dying to hear on a podcast, send me their profile and I'll work my magic to make it happen. See you guys next week.